Hey, welcome everybody to episode 11 of the Fireside Chat. Again, it's Pastor Mark with you and Pastor Steve. How are you doing today, Pastor Steve? I'm doing so well today. Yes, good day. Awesome. So we are continuing our podcast on plurality of leadership and why we we do that. So I'm going to remind everybody what we talked about a little bit last time. We talked about uh, what our handbook states of plurality of leadership, and that is Resurrection Church believes our leadership believes leading with plurality can serve the church in six different ways. So last podcast, we talked about plurality embodies and expresses the New Testament principle of interdependency and diversity of gifts among members of Christ's body. And then we talked about plurality acknowledges human limitations by recognizing that no one elder or pastor can possess the full complement of gifts God intends to use to bless and build the church. So this week, we're going to be talking about plurality creates a leadership structure where men must model the unity to which God calls the whole church. Well, that's a mouthful right there, Mark. Uh, (laughs) Knowing the reality of this, having served with you and others for several years now uh, in Resurrection Church elder team, Mm -hmm. um, we have gone from... uh, bringing two groups of people together to try to hash things out, sort things out, and through, don't have to mention, won't mention, all of the struggles that we've been through together. But it's it's not unlike my time when I was in the military. Right. You know, we were at war. We were together. We had a common purpose, and we each had had our roles. And, and at the end of the day, uh, we were one. And that's how our elder team is today. I'm really confident in that. And I'm, you know, I don't dread those elder meetings so much anymore. Right. You know, because we come together with, uh, with plurality of leadership, leadership, and understand that that um, we all have different gifts and and uh, serve this church in in our own individual ways, but collectively as one. Right. You ever watch that? Uh, it was that HBO series, Band of Brothers. Uh, yes, actually, you know that's interesting that you'd say that because you know I don't watch a lot of stuff yeah. on the media, but yeah, that's one thing because it does fit in the interest of of my my history and my background, right? So. It is. It's it's fun how, uh, and this is I, I could say kind of how we were too of like, you know, you have to actually get in there and have some real enemies yeah. in order to get unified, yeah. and you know sometimes if you get in there and everything's going perfectly, it's it's hard to get real unified because you haven't had the struggle yet. Yeah. To go you, through those, you know, it's interesting that 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 name Band of Brothers. I was uh, a number of years ago. I was in a, a, a large uh, Asian country that uh, looks at life differently than we do. Right, and we were meeting with an underground church, and uh, there were eleven men in this meeting, and they called themselves the Band of Brothers. Mm. And myself and a few other pastors were there from North America, and. Um, we were just absolutely amazed at the unity of this band of brothers, and what unified them was the call of Christ on their life. Right, and 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 we were so impressed by you know what we what they don't have and what we do have in in, in the freedom of religion and all these things. And so we said at the end, "Hey, can we pray for you?" And and they said, "No, no, no, no." We want to pray for you because we know where you're headed. Mm. Uh, and that was very significant for me. Uh, and I, I've never forgotten 
the faces of those men who who literally are putting their lives on the line to meet in this underground church uh, to build the body of Christ in this big large country. Um, and so, Band of Brothers is a is a good a good uh, name for groups of people that are yeah pulling together for one purpose. Yeah, you know, I think lately. One of the things that's kind of been echoing in my head, this phrase of for the sake of the gospel, you know, mm-hmm. and when when our leadership can come together and put aside differences, put aside opinions um, and say, for the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what that's what we want to model as leadership to to other people. It's not to say, you know, Pastor Steve, you can't have your own opinion or your own preference. And, and Pastor Mark, you can't have your own preference mm-hmm. or anything. It's it's a matter of when we come together, it, it's not that we're putting aside our preference, but we're doing things for the sake of the gospel. That's my preference. Yeah. My, well, you, you yeah. mentioned in, in the last episode uh, that you referenced to my desire to be a lifelong learner. Yeah. And that's part of that process because, yeah. you know, I've, I've walked through so many things that you've yet to walk through yeah, in life just because yeah. of my age and my experience. And, but at the same time, that does not discount what you have walked through. And um, you come up in a world that I don't understand. And if I were to, to dismiss your experiences, I would be missing out on an opportunity to serve folks uh, based on what I've learned from you. Yeah. Uh, that would just be, just be terrible that I wouldn't be able to, you know, yes, I have my opinions, but you know, I kind of like to know why some people, you know, we, we talked before about the holes in the jeans. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That just, that, that just, when that was explained to me in a, practical logical manner right okay Uh, i'm still not going to wear holy jeans but at the same time i'm not going to be critical of those that do yeah exactly um so yeah it gives things a different lens a different Mm -hmm. way to look absolutely i remember uh a few years ago um the structure of our church uh I, i had a uh a senior pastor not a senior pastor an elder pastor um he then rolled up to me, and I remember thinking to myself, like, what? Why Why well, is this guy rolling up to me? Well, explain what you mean by rolling up to you. Well, I was his supervisor okay. when, when it was at that point. And I remember I'd go into our one-on-one meetings, and I would basically say, tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> you know, tell, tell me what yeah. you used to do when you yeah. were in this position, because the guy had been in my position yes. before, and he was so gracious to me of explaining hey, you're going to see this and you're going to go through this. And this is what I did when I went through this and this worked and this didn't Mm -hmm. work. And those experiences like you were just talking about, um, I mean, he could have just been like, why why am I rolling up to this kid? You know, Mm -hmm. instead, he was so gracious about um, just giving me his wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then even from there, you know, I I could speak into his life too. Um, I could pray for him and do different things, and it's just a beautiful thing. Um, one of the scriptures, I just I don't want to hit uh, miss some of the scriptures that that go along with this this model of unity. And I want to read Ephesians four three. It says, "Making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace." Amen. Yes. And I mean. You know, I preached on gospel culture a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's a thing that 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 echoes no matter where you are within our church of 
of being this gospel culture yeah. and thinking the best of people and, and wanting to keep the peace and have unity yeah. and not letting small things tear us apart. Right. You know, I was I just had the thought that um, recently my wife and I took a vacation back east and uh, people that know me know that I don't just va- go on vacation. I make connections. Yeah. And so I was in the neighborhood of uh, Pastor Chris Davis. And so I gave him a call and said, hey, can we have some coffee? You know, he used to serve on staff here. Right. And, yeah. And uh, I loved our interactions with he and his wife, Morgan, when they were here, uh, because uh, back to that learning model mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, they came from a life that I did not experience. Yeah. And, and so we got we had uh, about a three hour breakfast coffee thing meeting. And it just was like um, a wonderful experience. And, you know, I've felt that unity that we still had, even though we were on the West Coast, he's on the East Coast, yeah. still serving the same Lord, still doing the same things. And um, that's where that unity brings us. It yeah. just, uh, it, it does not evaporate when the presence is not there. It, it you know, I, I'll always have a special place in my heart for, for that family. And I'm sure they will for us and our family and, uh, and for the rest family. And so um, it, 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 it has eternal limitations yeah, exactly. and that's just it it goes on yeah. yeah all right so that's going to be it for our episode today um, we're going to continue on this conversation for a few more uh, episodes um thank you so much for joining us and uh catch us next time we're going to where we're going to be talking a little bit about accountability and in inside of our leadership plurality of leadership so we'll see you guys next time